the book of Psalm chapter 8, we are reading from verse 3 to verse 4. We are going to talk about the visitation of the Lord. And probably, as I mentioned the topic, uh, as, as we go on, you will realize it's not what you initially thought. Hallelujah. David, the psalmist, right? When I consider your heavens... The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, if, if, if your Bible does not say the son of man that you visit him, you must also get another one that says that. What is man that you're mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? David was, was a psalmist, was a songwriter, but not only that, he was also a prophet. And in this instance, he is prophesying that God will visit men. Hallelujah. And he he, he, he is amazed at this great thing that, that, that God will do. And he says, God, when I consider the heavens, the works of your fingers, when I consider the moon and the stars, you know, when I, when I consider your greatness, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that your mind is full of him? What is man that you visit him? Hallelujah. You know, when, when I was thinking about the, the, the word mindful, it means God's mind is full of you. You know, and, 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 and I was thinking, uh, what, 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 what example can I give to, to the church? And I, I was thinking about the story I once read somewhere. It says, when, when a young man is in love with a young woman, you know, at least for the first two months, his mind will be mindful of that young lady. You know, he can't do anything. You know, he calls every, every five minutes, send WhatsApp. You know, he, his, his mind is just full. You know, this, this is not from, from personal experience. I read it somewhere. Uh, 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 drum or sis dolly. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and David is amazed that God, this great God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is mindful of men. And he says, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you visit him. And now if you visit, you know, you, you stay at a place for a particular time. You come and then you must go. Because you... You are visiting. You are not coming to stay forever. And, and David in this prophecy is saying, because God is so mindful of you and me, one day he's going to visit us. He's going to come, but after a certain time, 
he will depart again. And we see the same thought in John 3 verse 16. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish. So God loved us so much. God was so mindful of us that he sent his only begotten. Can we give Jesus a sense of praise? Hebrews chapter 10, we're going to read from verse 1 to 7. Hebrews chapter 10, we're going to read from verse 1 to 7. The Bible says, For the law having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make those who approach perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. For the worshippers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have had no, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, to do your will, O God. Hallelujah. The, 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 the writer of Hebrews, you know, quotes a prophecy. That, that, that actually a conversation that Christ had with God. And this, this way he quotes in verse 5. He says, this is what Christ said. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. You know, from, from verse 1 it says, Israel used to offer sacrifices and offering for sin. Year after year. But those sacrifices they would not make the people perfect. Secondly, those sacrifices, they would not take away the consciousness of sin. And those sacrifices were, were offered year after year and they would bring the remembrance of sin instead of taking away the sin. And he says the blood of goats and bulls cannot take away sins. So that, that was the problem with the sacrifices. They could not take away sins. And this is what Christ said to God. He says, God, sacrifice and offering you do not desire. But a body you have prepared for me. So for Christ to visit us on the earth, he needs a body. Otherwise, he will just be a ghost. You know, Christ, for him to be legal on the earth, he needs a body. So God has to prepare a body for him. Hallelujah. And, and, and I, want, I want us to read 
maybe just before we continue, John 1, we'll read verse 1 and 2, and then verse 14. It's a very nice scripture to memorize. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. John 1, reading verse 1, then we'll jump over to, to verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. So, this, this is what I want to bring forth, that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. That when we read again in, in, in Revelation, it says the other name of Christ is the word of God. So he is the word who was with God in the beginning. So the word, according to the book of Hebrews, said to the father, sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. And in verse 14 of, of, of John 1, it says, the word became flesh. Hallelujah. So now the, 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 the question that I want us to get into is, how did God prepare a body for him? Or how did the word become flesh? Hallelujah. And we'll see that in, in the book of Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 25. We are talking about the visitation of the Lord. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. The Bible says, Now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed or engaged, to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. So Joseph came from the house of David or came from the lineage or the genealogy of David the king. That is very important. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And he shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. 
and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. So the child will be called Jesus and he will have the throne of his father David. And he will reign in the house of Jacob forever. And, his, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Hallelujah. So we said, how did the word become flesh? Or how did God prepare a body for Christ? In this encounter, an angel went to Mary, the angel Gabriel. And the reason why he went to Mary, not to any other woman, is that Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. And Joseph is in the genealogy of David. And God had made a promise to David to say, David, I will raise, I will, I will bring a king who will sit on your throne from your genealogy. So that, that, that's one of the main reasons why God went to Mary because of Joseph. Because Joseph is in the lineage of King David. Hallelujah. And the angel said, Mary, you are blessed among women. The Lord is with you. You, you, you. you are favored. You will be with a child. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. You know, he will take the throne of his father, David. He will fulfill this prophecy. And, and, and Mary asked a very important question, a biological question. He said, how can this be? How can I have a child if I've never known a man? And the angel says, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. The power of God will overshadow you. To an extent that the, the Holy One who will be born will be called the Son of God. So my question is, whose son is Jesus? You see, let, let's do a, a little bit of multi-choice, multiple Multiple choice. Yes, multi choice is, is a company in Randberg. Multiple choice. Whose son is, is, is Jesus? A. Joseph B. God. God. God or Joseph? God. The son of God. And I want us to go back to the genealogy in Matthew chapter 1. Verse 1 says, we'll, we'll, we'll not read the whole genealogy. I just want to show you something. Matthew chapter 1, from verse 1 it says, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Verse 2, Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah. Judah and his brothers, those are the, the 12 tribes. Of, of, of Israel. And then I want us to pick it up at uh, 
where Jesse, the father of the father of, of, of David, comes in. Verse 6. And Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. And then let's, let's, let's come to Christ. Verse 16. And Jacob begot Joseph. And Joseph begot Jesus. Is that what the scripture says? Jacob begot Joseph. And Joseph begot who? No. <laughs> it says Joseph was the husband of Mary. So Joseph did not begot Jesus. He's the husband of Mary. And he, he fulfills the prophecy to David that in your genealogy I will raise up a king. So the reason why God went to Mary is because Mary is engaged to Joseph. And Joseph only appears there as the husband of Mary. So in the genealogy of Christ, Joseph, he did not be God Jesus. He's the husband of Mary. Hallelujah. Joseph, perhaps he begot James, the brother of Jesus. Or the half-brother of Jesus. Because they've got the same mother, different fathers. Jesus is the son of God. Hallelujah. So we should not teach uh, our Sunday school kids that the father of Jesus is Joseph. Uh, it's not correct. Oh, he's the stepfather of Jesus. Let's jump over to John chapter 8, verse 53 to 58. Remember, we're talking about the visitation of the Lord. And we just answered the question, how did God prepare a body for Christ? Or how did the word become flesh that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and, he con and she conceived? And that's how God prepared a body for, for Christ. Because God was not pleased with sacrifices and offerings. You know, Christ would come and he would be the sacrifice and the offering for our sin. John chapter 8, verse 53 to 58. The Bible says, okay, let's start at verse, verse 51. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, now we know you have a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets who are dead? Who do you make yourself to be? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me. 
of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do not know him, but I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. Hallelujah. So here Jesus testifies to them. He's saying, Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was born and before he even died, I am. You know, he's testifying to the same thing that John wrote about when he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. So he's saying, in the beginning, I am. In the beginning, I had already existed. And they said to him, probably you have a demon. You are not even 50 years old. Yet you, 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 you tell us that Abraham rejoiced to see your day. Yet you are, not, you are not even 50 years old. How can you say that? And he says, because in the beginning, I already existed. In the beginning, I was with God. You know, in John continues further to say, without him, nothing was made that has been made. You know, he, he is that word that has become flesh. He had already existed. And now he's talking to them because he's the word that has become flesh. He's talking to them because God has prepared a body for him. Hallelujah. And, and, and that's, that, that's, how, that, that's why the Pharisees could not understand this whole thing. But this is what David had already prophesied. That God, one day you will visit men. That God, one day you will come in the flesh. And maybe I just I should read Philippians chapter 2. From verse 5. It's also another good portion of scripture to memorize. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a born servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Hallelujah. So Paul here is he's, he's encouraging us, he's encouraging the church. He says, you must have this mind. In, in NIV it says, you must have this attitude, which was also the attitude that Christ Jesus has. And testifies and says, who being in the form of God. You know, that means he, he, he's in the form of God. Verse 7. But he made himself of no reputation. 
taking the form of a bond servant, coming in the likeness of men. So men has no reputation. You know, for, for, for Christ to come in the likeness of men, he had to humble himself. You know, he had to, he had to humble him, himself. And the Bible says, verse 8, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient even to death. You see, God is eternal. God does not die. But he had to humble himself and become obedient to death. And he says, even death on the cross. Dying on the cross was a humiliating death. He was crucified with two criminals. He had to humble himself first to become a man. That's, that's the way of becoming flesh. That is God preparing a body for him. And that, that, that's how he visited us. And he humbled himself even to the point of death. Hallelujah. John 17 verse, verse 1 to 5. We just want to, to read scriptures and let scripture declare scripture. Because you, you can't form a doctrine out of just one scripture. The scripture has to declare scripture. John 17 from verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that you should give eternal life to as many as you have you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. So Christ continues to testify to say, God, glorify me with yourself with the same glory I had before the world was. Glorify me with that same glory I had before the world was. And I want us to jump over to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. First Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. Paul writes, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in glory. Hallelujah. Paul says this is the mystery of godliness. 
God was manifested in the flesh. God came physically. God was manifested in the in the flesh. John writes says the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld his glory. And Paul says this is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Seen by angels. I like this part. Seen by angels. It means that the, the angels never saw him. They just heard. They just heard. The, you know, the Bible says his voice thunders. You know, they, they just heard him. They never seen him. Now, because he was manifested, he was seen by the angels. And preached among the Gentiles. Preached among the nations. Believed on in the world. And received up in glory. Why was he received up in glory? Because he was visiting. He was not here forever. You know, when you visit, even during as we come into the the holiday season, you know, you 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 have an arrival date and a departure date. And 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 Christ also had a departure date. He was received up in glory, because David has prophesied and said. What is man that you're mindful of him? The son of man that you care for. The son of man that you visit. You know, this, this is the visitation of the Lord. That he would come, but then he will be received up in glory. And, and, and this is, you see, David, when he writes that, he is amazed. You know, that God would actually do this thing for you and me. And, 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 and perhaps this is what is amazing about this grace. It is it, that God was manifested in the flesh. What is amazing about this grace is that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. The very same way, the one who was in the beginning with God, he was now seen by angels. And this is, this is what is amazing, that this, this word, he came so that he can be the ultimate offering and sacrifice for our sin. So I want us to, to, to talk briefly, as, as we're going to close, about receiving up in glory, or the, the ascension. We'll, we'll read... A minimum of two scriptures. We'll, read, we'll start with the prophecy in Psalm 110 verse 1. And then we will catch it up again in Matthew 22 verse 41. I, I don't know. I just, I just love the word of God. And the, you see the, the Old Testament prophesies the New Testament and the New Testament fulfills the Old Testament. So the, 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 the New Testament is within the Old Testament and the Old Testament is within the New Testament. Psalm 110 verse 1. The Lord said to my Lord sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Now th this, is, this is a great prophecy. 
David, by the Spirit of God, hears this conversation between God. And he says, The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. And this, this, this happened during the ascension. And I want us to capture it again in Matthew 22. And this is where we are going to land it. Matthew 22 from verse 41. The Bible says, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? This is the question I asked you today. Whose son is Christ? And he's, 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 he's asking the, the Pharisees. And this is their answer. They said to him, the son of David. And Jesus noted their answer. And he asked them, verse 43. He said to them, how then does David in the spirit call him Lord? Saying, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. If David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him in a word. Nor from that day on did anyone dare question him anymore. Jesus asked them this critical question. Whose son is the Christ? You see, the, the Pharisees, they know the prophecies that the Christ would come. And on top of that, they know the genealogy. They know Abraham begat, begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Jesse begot David. Until, until it came to Joseph. And the, the Pharisees, they know the genealogy of Christ. The likes of Boaz, they are, they are in the genealogy. Solomon in the genealogy. And Christ is saying, whose son is, is the Christ? And they say, the son of David. And Christ says, if he is the son of David, how come? David said in Psalm 110 verse 1, the Lord said to my Lord, sit on my right hand. If he is his son, how come he called him his Lord? And they were confused. Because the word would become flesh. They were confused because they, they, they do not know the divinity of Christ. They, they just know Christ according to the flesh. They don't know Christ according to the spirit of God. They, they don't know that he's the son of God. He would be born of God. And they, they know the prophecies. Isaiah prophesied, a vision shall be with a child. They, they know the Old Testament. They know the prophecies. But they don't know Christ as the Son of God. And that's why they could not answer. Because they, they could not dispute with him that David indeed said, the Lord said to my Lord. They could not dispute that David prophesied and said those words. Hallelujah. So he was with God in the beginning. The word. And he became flesh, dwelt amongst us. 
for a period of time. We are told it's 33 years. Then he, he died, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven. And when he ascended, the Lord said to the Lord, sit on my right hand. When, 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 when Stephen was, you know, was, was killed, when they threw stones to him, he says just before he died, he said, I, I see heaven open. And, and, and the son of man, this time he was not sitting, but he was standing on the right hand of the father. That's the vision that, that Stephen saw. When he was about to be taken in glory, he says, I see the son of man. This time he is not sitting, he is standing. Perhaps he was saying, welcome home, good faithful servant. You have run your race. And he was, this time the Lord was standing. He was not sitting. Hallelujah.